Lindsay, former National Hockey League player and now Panthers color analyst, will be joining us joining us in a few minutes. But before we uh, go to Bill, just uh, my thoughts on Ben Chirot. Yes. And it was first rounder, a third rounder, and a prospect who they think they like, a mid-prospect. But how much more would you have needed to go and get a guy like Jacob Chikrin? I think if they threw in another first rounder, you would have been in the ballpark. Two first rounders, a third rounder, a prospect. I'm just looking at this ask for Ben Sherratt. You don't get as dynamic as a player. I know he's a shutdown guy and he's a a specialist when it comes to that sort of stuff. But you've given up so much now for 20 games and a first round and then you watch him walk out the door. Would a first rounder got into a different conversation for a guy that you could have had for four and a half million for four more Stanley Cup tries? And you know what's so wild is like in the NBA, how common it is to look at someone like a Chikrin level contributor and say, that's a top, whatever you think, top 30 D man in the NHL, Uh, two first round picks, a prospect, a fourth, whatever in the NBA, it's like three first round picks. We got to get that guy. Like he'll, he'll be with us for four more seasons. It's a no brainer. It's honestly like the uh, hockey culture thing that we don't do it. You're I think that's a great point. I know, but we're also talking about uh, three first-rounders for a guy that uh, can control a whole game by himself. Oh, it's it's a no-brainer right? to me that, that yeah. you would want to do that for a guy like Chikrin. And yeah. I, I, actually, I am curious if the, if the Leafs would think about that based on how long you get him for. Yes. At cheap. And, 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 and Arizona was... The, the, they weren't wrong in putting a lot of value on that, mm-hmm. especially when you consider where the salaries have gone for defense, it is crazy. It's completely asinine. And we're going to get into uh, uh, Lindholm from Anaheim in a conversation a little uh, later on how we see that scenario playing out. But when you look at uh, the Darnell's nurses of the the world and Seth Jones at $9 million, Jacob Chikrin at four and a half. That's is a ridiculous. is just uh, something that I think the Florida Panthers should have sweetened the pot up hmm. and, and gone after him. Yeah, that does seem like a, like a missed opportunity. Interesting to, to ask more about this here. You go ahead. Have we got Bill Lindsay? No, Sam's going to work on him. Oh, I thought we did, which well. is why I was queuing him up. So and I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and be, we know he's hurt, and uh, we know that they talked about uh, two to four weeks uh, chicken being out. And whether or not that'll that'll scare any potential customers between now and Monday at 3 p.m. Yeah. But the price is not going to drop, and they can move him in the offseason. When I hear you talking about that, and I think about it for the Leafs, I think of what Arizona would want. So let's say it's two first-rounders and a, a top you know, prospect-type guy. Or, Nick Robertson. It, to me, it's is it not Sandine that they would want? I think you can convince them otherwise. Because you don't want it to be Sandine. Yeah. No, you don't. And Sandine now has really, he's, he's gone from prospect he's to a player. player. Yeah. 
and he's you know he's up there and I, Labushkin is like 11 and a half hits per per 60 or something Sandin's one of their more physical D's way behind Labushkin but he's starting to throw the body as he gets older he'll yeah. get better at that element too yeah uh, we, I, the, I, Leafs don't have that type of no he's never gonna be a bruiser but no but I'm just saying to, to get a chick ring, I'm not sure that the Leafs have what it takes to even to make it contemplate yeah. that okay Bill Lindsay is about to join us and uh I don't know where do we start Ben Sherratt uh Bill first of all thanks for joining us how are you I'm doing good thanks for having me everything well guys yeah everything's good uh a lot of people like our producer Sammy waiting for the Leafs to pull the trigger on something uh Bill Zito gets the job <laughs> done uh how important was it to shore up that blue line it was a must. You look, they were trying all kinds of different positions to try and fill that sixth D role. And we got plenty of right shooting defensemen. We were in desperate need of a left shooting defenseman that had some veteran experience. And you're able to get Sherratt and kind of shore up that blue line. That was priority number one going in with all the talent that you have. The goal scoring doesn't seem to be a problem. But on defense, you needed someone with experience that was a left-handed shot. Brandon Montour's been really good this season, but he's played with a ton of partners. He's had he's had Carlson, he's had Yolevi, uh, Lindbaum, who's just come over from the KHL that we signed. But Montour's had to play with all kinds of different partners this year. Maybe Sherratt comes in, fills that gap, and Montour and Sherratt hopefully build some chemistry up, and then that 5-6 D pairing is solidified for the for the Panthers. That was something that you needed. You needed depth at the defensive position. Bill Zito's aggressive. There's an opportunity with this Panther team salary cap wise that won't ever be there like this in the future. It is time to, to go in. Bill Zito recognizes that they have an opportunity of a lifetime and he's making moves to, to make it all happen. Well, I'm excited to uh, get to ask you about a couple of players on this roster. There's some guys I'm not overly familiar with, but some that we all are very familiar with. How has Joe Thornton fared as a Florida Panther this season? Thornton's been good. He, when we needed him, we used him. He's been really important in the dressing room. He's he's a he's a, a coach that's a player. Right. <laughs> he's played so many years in the league, so you have. You have someone in the in the locker room that can really help these young guys go through an 82 game season. Knows what it's about, and he he doesn't mind. He's played so many games and played for so many years that the spot duty doesn't bother him. He wanted to come down here, be part, and he's never won a Stanley Cup. He felt he had a really good chance here. George Thornton has fit in well. He's been everything that you want in the dressing room. And the product that you see on the ice for the Panthers that was a big problem in the past was the locker room and the chemistry in the locker room. It never really evolved. But bringing in Patrick Hornquist last year, Joe Thornton, a lot of what you're seeing on the ice this year is the chemistry off the ice. These guys play for each other. They're excited. They get along well. So they're playing for the guy beside them. They're afraid to let him down. There's a real compete level when you have to play because there's so many good players when you get on the ice. you got to compete for your ice time. But that's a healthy competition. So Joe Thornton coming in, he's been pleasant in all areas. And the coaching staff and Andrew Burnett, a young coach that he's coming in, Andrew Burnett relies on players like Joe Thornton and Patrick Hornquist for a lot of advice and maybe making some moves. And what you think about this, he'll run it by those players and try and kind of get the temperature of the dressing room and what they're thinking. 
Bill, we're looking at the Atlantic Division, and of course, we see Florida, Tampa, and Toronto. And up until a week ago, there was some thoughts that maybe even Toronto had a chance to win the the division. Uh, but the sense is they will meet each other at some point. So we look at Toronto and we look at Florida, two teams, as you said, capable of putting the puck in the net, but they struggle a little defensively, and uh, and goaltending is is always a question and. I guess for Leaf fans, at least they're not paying $10 million a year to, to doubt it, <laughs> but uh, for, for one of their goalies. But, you know, outside of the fact that Florida is a lot more physical, what are the similarities if, this, if these two teams match up in the first round? They both can skate. They get off the rush. It would be high flying. It would be back and forth. There's a lot of tempo. Both those teams like to push. They like to play with pace, like to generate scoring chances off the rush. I'll give the least credit, Matthews and Marner, the way they forecheck with bunting in that line. It's incredible how hard that line forechecks and is able to create opportunities, kind of grinding it out with the cycle plays. That's what kind of impresses me most about the top players when you see Toronto, when you look at the Panthers side of it, they like to close gaps. They like to have back pressure and then they love to go in transition and try and beat you off the rush. They're really dynamic off the rush. The passing plays, it's, it's got a lot of talent and they'll wear you down with the four lines. They like to utilize the four lines and keep the top guys around 18, 19 minutes and the bottom guys around 12, 13 minutes and just kind of suffocate you throughout the course of the game. And when you look at the Leaf side, that's kind of the same plan. They want to play with depth and they want to use everyone. And it seems on both teams that a lot of players have defined roles. They know exactly where they belong and what, what they want to do on the ice. So it all, it all does really come down in, in a large portion to keeping the puck out of the out of your net, how do you defend? Uh, goaltending the least power play has been better than the Panthers. The Panthers starting to pick it up recently, but yeah, if you went in that series, it would be it would be high flying. There would be a lot of electricity, and the goaltenders would be under a lot of duress. And who would make the saves? That would probably determine the series. And that's, you know, I am curious about that that confidence with Bobrovsky. Is it there in Florida? Do they have that, that this guy can be great at the best, at the most important times? He's been better this year, and he's they're, they're managing his ice time and trying to keep him fresh down the stretch, but he's in a much better place mentally than he has been the first couple of years. He had a kid. And he's a, he's a, even, it's strange to say this, but maybe having a baby really helped him out because he puts a lot of pressure on himself. He works. The, the dedication and work ethic is never a question mark because it's always there. But mentally, just between the ears, he's always thinking about the game, kind of tweaking things with his equipment. What can I do here? He's kind of settled down with all that this year. And when he comes to the rink, it's been a more focused Bobrovsky and the team in front of him has been, been good to help him out. So Bobrovsky's he's been good. And what, what you notice with the high flying offense, the Panthers still do turn over the puck quite a bit and they will give up some great a scoring chances. But Bobrovsky this year has made the saves at the important times in games, which is critical for this team. He might give up three, four, but when the game's on the line, he seems to be at his best. So that does give this Panther team some confidence, but it is up to him. He has to be the guy once the playoffs arrives and that's, that's just basically the bottom line. It, it's Bobrovsky, and you got to roll with it. He has to perform. So I, I mentioned it earlier, but uh, how physical 
can the Florida Panthers get against the Toronto uh, Maple Leaf team? Could they uh, could they pound them to a, a series win? Yeah, that's a with the Panthers. That's what you look at the pieces that they've added. They've they've got when Ryan Lomberg's healthy, he's hurt right now. But Patrick Hornquist hits everything in sight. He he likes to disrupt everything. Right, so Gudis leads the league in hits. There is a physical element and a physical brand to this team that kind of filters up and down the lineup. Even Hubert was on pace to have over a hundred hits this year. They'll play a physical brand of ho- hockey, and they're they like. They're at their best. When I watch them play, when there's all kinds of scrums and it becomes a very physical game, it kind of wakes this team up and it gets them excited and kind of gets the juices flowing. The games they've lost, there hasn't been a physical aspect to the game. It's kind of going through the motions, not hitting the players. So this is a team that likes to play the body, and that is one area that Toronto I would be concerned about because the speed of the Panthers and the way they forecheck and what they want to do, they they will hit and they will constantly do it, especially in a playoff series. So the Leafs, if you get into that physical style, they will try and pummel you as hard as you can. We're speaking with Bill Lindsay, Panthers color analyst. I got one more for you, Bill, before we let you go. Can you tell Leaf Nation yeah, no um, that uh, – Mason Marchman isn't that good <laughs> and that uh, he's just playing over his head. And, uh, you know, you, can you do that for, for Sam? Wow, what, yeah. What, what a story. Mason Marchman. Uh, you got to give Mason Marchman and it's just credit to him. He, he okay. Yeah. He's playing a little bit over his head. <laughs> it's going to come back to reality, but, 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 but even, but even what he's been able to achieve his, his, He's good. He's a really good sound hockey player. And he's another one of those guys that is really, the scoring's come, but he was a fourth liner to begin with. And he learned to play the defensive side of the puck. And he learned that he had to hit and be physical if he wanted to stay in the lineup. And he's done all those things and he had to bring energy. And all of a sudden the scoring touch has come along. So Mason Marshman, even if the scoring's not there, he's learned how to impact the game without even being on the score sheet. And that's, that's just credit to him with his work ethic. He was struggling earlier in the year, had COVID, was hurt, and we had him on our pregame show. And he said, I'm not making any excuses. It's been tough coming back from COVID, from the injuries, but the way I've played, it's not up to my standard, and I'm going to be better. And he went out against Winnipeg and had three points, I believe, and a couple of goals. And I thought, oh, wow, this is the best game this guy's ever going to play in the NHL. <laughs> it's not going to get better than this. And then, and then he just went on a torrid stretch with Lundell and Reinhardt riding shotgun, but he makes it happen. He's he's he he's good. That's uh, he's over. His, I'll, I'll give the Leaf Nation. He's playing a little bit over his head. Will it continue? There will be a little bit of a return to the norm, but we got lucky in that one. We uh, we got a really solid character guy in Mason Marchment. Outside of the Leafs and the Panthers, are the Tampa Bay Lightning in your mind still the team to beat? You have to go through them, don't you? Have to. Yeah, with everything. That they, yeah, have to. With Vasilevsky, you have to go through Vasilevsky at some point. And the guys winning back-to-back Stanley Cups and Julian Brisbois filling the holes with Corey Perry, Delmar. It's what they do with the salary cap situation. And I know Kucherov, what they did last year, and everyone maybe had some problems, but still Kucherov's in. And they were able, Julian Brisbois and the talent that they developed within 
that just kind of comes up and fill holes. And then some of the free agent signings, it's, it's, it's a team that's has the nucleus, has the superstars and the role players that they have been able to find. They've been able to fill that third. They lost their whole third line last year. Amazing. Uh, this year. And, and they've been able to fill it with Corey Perry and Belmar and Maroon and, those guys just continue to click along. So at some point, at some time, you have to go through Tampa Bay to win the Stanley Cup. There's, there's no way around it. The race through the Atlantic. Hey, Bill, really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. Have a great day. Thanks, Bill. Sammy, you feel a little better? Mason Marchman will come down to earth. Yeah, I don't think Sammy feels any better. <laughs> no, no. He is... Uh, but Bill so, said it there, though. He's. I mean, I've watched probably six or seven cats games so far this year i it's not even really the scoring which is what the leaf that what i long for on the leafs it's just the presence what he talked about how he figured out to do stuff without scoring that's kind of what like imagine him on the fourth line like that's a guy yeah. that they would really really love right now they'd like that one back i'd, I'd like him with Tavares. Yeah, I mean, that's nice is that he can kind of move up and down. He had that versatility for you, a little bit of a physical element. Um, you know, sometimes makes some questionable decisions, but he's... Uh, In terms of what? Doing dumb things? Yeah. I don't mind that. Well, I, don't I like when like a guy does a dumb, dumb penalties. Oh, okay. like he's, uh, he has these lapses. Yeah. But, you know... I like wire cross guys. Yeah, <laughs> just fritz out once yeah, in a while, yeah. deck you know, someone. I think it's important to have guys in your team that aren't afraid to get the wires crossed, and that's what it was nice to see Matthews do it. Yeah, that was a wire cross moment. It was. So we sent out a tweet about the, about the what would you rather have the Jack Campbell healthy or Freddie Anderson on the Leafs? There's a lot of responses about Jack Campbell. People are really putting the the fact that he was hurt was the reason he was struggling. Eh? People are banking on that. Think the Leafs are banking on that? Yeah, I do. He's fine. It was the rib. <laughs> we don't for know six months. Or, yeah. <laughs> no, my understanding is he, he played hurt for uh, a long stretch. How long are we talking, Kip? Three weeks. Not nothing. It's interesting, though, for sure. Um, and significant uh, rib issue. Not Well, like, not are just we concerned bruise. about the rib issue going forward here? Should should heal. How long has he been out now? It's got to be coming up on two three, weeks, so it's three, been 10 three days. Weeks? No. I don't know. It's been a couple of weeks, we'll say. Okay. Yeah. So I imagine he'll still get a couple of weeks. You think so? Yes. Shulgren or Anton Forsberg, come on down. I like I like the Forsberg idea. McKenna loves Forsberg. He was tweeting about him too last night. Was he? Yeah. He also tweeted a picture of Peter Morazic. Remember he said in our show how he plays with his right foot six uh, inches in front of his left? It's really funny in, in visual form. It is very true. Um, so just going back from the Leafs PR tweets, it was March 10th that they tweeted that goaltender Jack Campbell will be in, out a minimum of two weeks due to a rib, rib injury. Was, right. he, was he out prior to that? Yeah, prior to that. He uh, didn't. Didn't he make the start against... The squids, and then that's when he, and then that was and the they last won one. That game, yeah, yeah. What yeah. was that midweek? Yeah, that was the Tuesday night. That was the day I got back from Florida. That was Tuesday. Okay, night. so, so he'll, I, he'll, be, he'll be out a while yet. I think, I don't, I, I can't see him coming back uh, another two weeks. I just don't think there's a rush. What are you like? Are you going to win the division? Are you going to miss no. the playoffs? Like, no. I don't think there. I mean, there is a rush because the rental goalie from the AHL is starting. But I guess, but like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think there's no reason to rush him back if it's going to be the, right. the difference between him being effective and not. 
All right, we'll get into some news and notes. We mentioned uh, Hampus Lindholm. Mm. We talk about grade-A defensemen out there, Jacob Chikrin and Lindholm. Lindholm's expiring, his contract. Pending UFA. Yeah. And they believe that they could have a number, I think, that they're comfortable with, but I guess term is an issue here. I would imagine... Lindholm 20, wants eight, 28 sure. years old, he wants an eight-year deal. And I don't think Pat Verbeek and the Anaheim Ducks want to give him that. So, you unload him? I don't blame those guys, by the way. I, I hate the idea that everyone who's been good and is up for a contract gets eight years. Like, eight years is a huge commitment for someone. I think it's easier for an incumbent GM, a guy that just comes in, to be like, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm gonna do my guys. Yeah, like I think it's until, as opposed to a guy who's been there for a long time, right? Un- until you th- think that you have to replace him, and right. what are your options? Sure, replacing him. So he wants he wants big money, and why wouldn't you? When you've watched Darnell Nurse get nine and Seth Jones get nine, and the, the last little while it's been out of control. Yeah, and he's represented by Newport who have the reputation of not taking one dime less. And do you have them in that category where you're not Seth Jones and you're not a $9 million defenseman? You're Brodeen at six. No. You're Ekholm at six to five. Up, up, up. Eight. For sure. I mean, why wouldn't you ask for it? Yeah. Look what every defenseman gets. You want the big money, and it's the there's never been a better time to be a good free agent. So, so which means the Leafs, if they were going to trade for a guy like Lindholm, they're Pure not rental. able to re-sign him. Pure, Pure rental, rental so, which Dubas does not so like. Doing. What are you What are you going to give up for uh, a rental like that? It's going to be if, more than Ben Chirot. It can't be that much more than Ben Chirot, or else no one will pay it. Right, it is just a rental. That's true. Yeah, I mean, so your point there, whether you're making it or not, is that the Sherratt one is so high that it's into the realm of what you should be paying for a guy like Lindholm. Quite Correct. possibly. Right, but Florida wanted him bad. They wanted And, you know, looking at and Florida's D... You know, so if, if I told you that the Leafs could rent Hampus Lindholm, would that be worth a first and a prospect? Ah, man. What is, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, my God. And then losing the first round. Yeah. And now it's Nick Felino all over again. You got no first because he spent it on Felino and Lindholm. So we just, but I'm, you're not going to get something that helps for nothing. But this, this, this is the thing, and this is the problem I have talking around this whole the lease at the deadline. It's like we are like they have to be all in. This is it, prime years, last dance season. And then it's like, but you have to conserve assets because the future. And it's like, well, which is it? Yeah. And I'm not saying you're doing it because I'm doing it too. This I is, just don't know what the answer is. This is that emotional element that makes you do some dumb things this time of year. Oh, and you just wait. You remember, you know, Nylander got the 11th hour call for his contract and the mm-hmm. day before he, you know, they were, they were like, uh, the clock's running out. I, it's going to happen this year. That, you know, the pressure's going to be on. If they haven't done something already, they're going to do something. So can I tell you my D pairs when, when they get can Lindholm? I, can, I ask you guys, <laughs> can I ask you a question before you do that? Yes. Is there a chance that Florida... Like they just wanted to get this done. They knew it was an overpay, bang, yeah. and that doesn't set the market. Or is it just impossible for that not to set the market? How does that work? Well, it's almost like the Mitch Marner contract, where all the other teams who had RFA deals with Ranton and everyone else is like, 
That deal you signed is yeah. such an outlier. It's actually not relevant to the conversation. But it that, didn't change the market it, all that much. It, it sets the market for Wednesday and Thursday and possibly Friday, and then the market changes Saturday, Sunday. What do you mean? It, I mean, it, it, the bottom falls out. Mm. So, so for those teams looking so, to get something, so they got to get Anah- something. Whether you're Anaheim or St. Louis. So uh, Thursday and Friday, Ron Francis wants a first-rounder for Giordano. Saturday, Sunday, he either understands that he will not get it and he's stuck with him, mm-hmm. or he turns it into a, a second and a prospect. Okay. And a mid, mid-prospect or a third and a, and a prospect. Yeah. That's when the market changes. So, he's, so he's, his hope is someone panics on yes. Wednesday or Thursday. Yes. Or Thursday or Friday. And I think if you're Kyle Dubas, you for for Jordano, you're taking a chance on uh on the weekend. Yeah. So the Leafs wait. make the move and they get in. Let's just say it's Lindholm in my I scenario think Lindholm's here. worth a first as a rental. Continue. Okay. So you know the the Leafs have a lot of left shots and their best D are their left shot guys. Lindholm would be a left shot guy. So if that were to happen, you get Lindholm. You can have something like Riley Brody, Muzzin Labushkin, Lindholm Sandine as your pairs. Lindholm Sandine is a third pair, or Lindholm Sandine is a second pair, depending on your perspective. Muzzin Labushkin is a third pair. Muzzin Labushkin's a shutdown pair. That's a real one. Yeah, that is real. A real NHL shutdown pair. It could be a little scary against some faster teams. That's if Muzzin comes back and is the Jake Muzzin. Right. That's Lilligren and Hall on the outside and uh, Dermot being moved in my scenario here. Lilligren and Hall both being right shots. Nice guys. Hall can fill in, obviously. He could be, if you don't like Sandine there, you want Hall there or Labushkin. Yeah. Lilligren, if you like. It looks better. See, that's just one guy changing. I I, I want to go back to uh, the conversation uh, with Mike Fudo, which I thought was outstanding. And if you're just joining us, uh, download it. Listen to that. Yeah, download it and listen because... uh, It's fascinating to hear the dynamic from a managerial kind of perspective. And the one thing I want to touch on is that you, you, you gotta make sure that you think your, your team is ready now. And I look in the past with the Leafs over the last few years and you watch them trade for, Placanitz from Montreal and give I up a second. I forgot about that. And then you watch him trade for... Uh, that was Lou. Brian Boyle. That was Lou. Well, both those were Lou. And that's fine. I mean, yeah. Lou's not perfect by any stretch. But you you throw those second rounders and, and you still got to look at your team and go, okay, but is my team ready? Okay, is, it, is it worth giving up a second rounder to just win one round? I don't know. <laughs> but oh, yes. if, 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 it's, if it's not, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just you don't make those trades. And even Lindholm, you can romance it to death right now, which right. We, we are doing with your, your matchups. Yep. But you're also making a potential first-round pick for Lindholm to leave it in the hands of Shalgren. I know. Campbell. Well, that's Feuda was saying. was Peter Mrazek. Yeah. It's like... Are you sure you, you want to do that? Would you spend that asset then on a goaltender now? Would you want Marc-Andre Fleury? But there is no, there's no asset. Do you want Marc-Andre Fleury? 
Because Marc-Andre Fleury is, the name is not going away, and it sounds like he'd go to Toronto. Oh, is that what you think? I mean, Frege had it in 32 Thoughts that he was kicked around as an option. You know, that Toronto <sighs> might be an option. Think about what his options. I heard Carolina is out. Or I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry Colorado. Colorado's out for out. Fleury. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kemper's right? been one of the best goalies in the league. So then exactly. If, so that yeah. means and, and Fleury's they, And they like cheaper. Frank Coos, too. Yeah, they just signed him. They just signed him. So they're not, that's not Joe's style. Mm-mm. So what's left? It's not Florida. For Marc-Andre Fleury. It's not Tampa. He won't it's not go to, Boston. I, I don't think he'll go to Edmonton. I don't think it's Boston. Is it Boston? No. No. They like Swayman? I think, I think they're comfortable with Swayman. So, like, if there's just no options but Toronto. Oh, my God. Is he a third rounder? Can you get Flurry for a third? You want him for a third rounder? The third next year. Kyle would be nuts to give up a first rounder for him. Nuts. But a second. To me, it's a, it's about the cost of acquisition. I don't know that he'll be a solution, but if it's going to cost a mid-round pick, yeah. To me, I don't even know if it's the cost of acquisition. Sure, not a first. We can all agree not a first. Not a first. But I think the statement that makes is just sends ripples throughout everything that's the reward kind of to the city to the players like, we're going to get you a stanley cup champion goalie you get razik one of those nice heritage classic jackets <laughs> to the varsity the, sleeves <laughs> to go sit in the press box so but then i mean this is also this is tinfoil hat and this just came to my mind right now you guys can call me an idiot but does that also kind of tell your team that you're that they're it, oh that was the problem that was the problem you guys, you know, your defensive structure hasn't... Does that let you off the hook a little in that in that side, too? Or is that too tin to a hat? I don't know. Everybody's players. been pointing to goaltending. Yeah, you need good players. If you think he's a, he can help you, it, you know, with what does it do to Jack Campbell? Does Jack Campbell feel suddenly like he's not good enough? By the way, so let's and say you, you still trade gotta, You still got to fit it in. The contract. Yes. Yeah. Actually, you know what? You're probably paying for half retention. So there's another half. there's another pick half, and maybe even get another team to uh, yeah. So you're looking at quarter retention three. or something. Three, three way, team, three way, double retention. Boy, I think Fleury's best bet is that he stays home, doesn't participate in the playoffs yeah. this year, signs in Pittsburgh for a million bucks to back up, and they have the uh, retirement uh, season for Everyone him. Everyone has a hug, and off you go. Yes, yeah. Not, God, a, why, not that why, exciting. That's no fun. <laughs> Depends who you sound, ask. It just sounds so reasonable when you say it, though. Claude Giroux, on the other hand, oh, now we're is talking. chasing a Stanley Cup. Game 1,000 tonight, right, for him? Yep. Something that uh, Fleury has three of those. Mm. So he doesn't need to. God, I want to see Giroux win a cup. I love that. Pl- I love the player. By the way, uh, still an excellent player. Very good. And what Mike Fuda said. Maybe the only game changer type of player that you're going to trade for. So the feeling is from other teams that I've talked to that he's he's only focused on Florida. That's his choice of destination. He has a no move, which puts a ton of pressure on Chuck Fletcher. Yeah, that is fascinating. If Florida's the only option, you know, you look at Florida and his cap situation, and Lindsay kind of uh, implied this, but. Right now, Barkov makes 5-9. At the end of the season, it goes up to 10. So there's 4.1 more on your cap. Carter Verhage, uh, he, he makes 1. He goes up to 4.1. There's another 3.1 to not add. Next year, Florida's cap situation has changed by over $7 million to not add. 
this is the year for them. Mm-hmm. So I can see them, you know, is it another first and a prospect and, and, and for Giroux? I can see them being like, this is it. So much like Fleury in Chicago, these guys can control their own destiny. Everyone gets I no don't, moves now. Eh? If I'm Florida and I know that guy only wants to come to my team, I am not giving you a first rounder. No chance. No. Do you like Mason Marchment? He's been very good for us. They're not <laughs> you <know>? getting Mason. <laughs> you but know. you could get uh, Owen Tippett. There you go. Owen Tippett and a prospect for Claude Giroux. That's it. God, if I'm a Flyer fan, I am and not got, okay it, with it, that. He's a, he's a former first rounder. Tippett is. Yeah. You can Pedigree. sell that. Pedigree. You can sell it. Yep. I don't know what he's going to be. How old is he? 23? Well, when it comes down to the fact of if your guy with the no move only says he'll go one place, well, right, okay, and Owen Tippett, it is. If you're Chuck Fletcher, you you you're gonna look at Claude Giroux for 20 more games at home, saying no, I I I wanted a first and didn't want to take their second. Yeah. You're gonna be that guy that yeah deny Claude that, Giroux a cup run after all he's done for the organization. Great point. Yes, the personal relationship right? and obligation to Giroux is real. Right? Here. Cat- Cats have him over a barrel. You, absolutely, they got him over a barrel. Chuck's going to end up taking whatever he thinks. If, if you're the abs, you're won't like. Won't embarrass him. Yeah, He's you, just not looking to get embarrassed. He's not looking to get a, a, a great return. He's looking at not getting embarrassed. But if you're mm. Colorado and you see what's going on there, you're not getting in their ear and saying, can you talk to Claude about Colorado again? We'll, we'll throw you a second and I don't know. But if he says, I want to go yeah. just here, that's. That's the difference here. Well, we talk about doing right by the the player. You know, are you doing right by the organization if you're gonna if you're like giving them no outs? I guess you earned your no move clause. You do whatever the hell thousand you want. games. He's the captain. Been yeah. one of their better players yeah. Yeah, in the and league. And by the way, thanks for all these years for you know surrounding me with yeah, garbage donkeys. How <laughs> about my chance to win a cup here? <laughs> yeah, they had it. They had Michael Leighton in that. They went to the final. That was a all time weird goaltender matchup in the final. Leighton versus uh, Anti Niemi. All right. One more, guys. Wow. Uh, Yarncroc to Calgary. I thought uh, I thought uh, Seattle did okay. They got, uh, what, a second, a third, and a seventh. But I like Yarncroc a lot. Got no opinion on Yarncroc. Do you got a report? Who, who's, uh, who's our report Jason analyst? Bukala. Yeah, did, do you have a, a Yarncroc? Yes, it says he's very good. No, it says, like, steady guy, right? Steady Four guy. check, contribute, play. Play middle, all middle. three positions, yeah. penalty kill, second power play. High hockey IQ. Who do you think would like that as a coach? Saint, uh, mm. playoff. Carol. Playoff pedigrees, played in a big Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Nice pickup by Calgary. Was that with, was that with um, Nashville? Was he on Nashville? Where was he? Nashville, yeah. Yeah, when he went to the final? Was he on that team? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I like that team. It's tough to look at the Flames and be like, Colorado, 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 not be like, I think that Flames team probably beats them. I think they beat them. You like, think the Flames beat the Colorado Avalanche? I know everyone loves Colorado, but... Can we I, please gonna, get that series? They're oh, going boy. to give them everything they can handle if they don't beat them. Like, they remind me a lot of the Kings teams that Sutter won with in the past. They're very similar. They're big and steady and sturdy yeah. and veteran and, you know, yeah. like... Good goaltending. And you don't look at any of their offensive guys and go, that's an elite offensive guy, but guys you can score. I know Goudreau has a million points. He's still... We'll see it in the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we know his playoff stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, so tonight my bet is... Um, oh, yeah, I, I don't think Florida even, even has their first. Florida doesn't have no, a first? I don't think Florida... Well, they just I traded... Just, 
their first, right? Uh, was it this year or next year? I actually don't know that. I think it was next year. Oh. Um, I could be wrong, though. Maybe that's where it went. <laughs> no, it was the 2023 first-round pick. It was 23, okay. It was? Yep. Okay. Yep. So they'd have to give up uh, another one. But that's where you do one of those conditional picks. Yeah. Get, get to the second, go to a conference final, win the Stanley Cup. A third becomes a second, a second. Sure, if this guy becomes, provides us right? more value, we'll give you more back. They have all their picks uh, next year except for the first, and they have all their picks except for the second the following year. Okay. So. All right, fine. what happens uh, tonight? Leafs locks tonight. So the over-under for Carolina Hurricanes goals of two and a half, if you bet under two and a half, it's plus 137. Now, do I think they're going to be under two goals against the Leafs? Probably not, no. But weird things happen right now, and it would just be very leafy for Shalgren to confuse everyone. Pitch another shutout. Pitch another shutout. Let in one, let in two. Can he make up for the Zamboni driver? Oh. <laughs> no. With a shutout. No. Can he erase that from no. everyone's memory? No, uh, Ayers is going on uh, Jay Leno tonight, so Will no, he can't. Smith with the men in black stick could not erase that. There, it is. There's no uh, undoing it. Um... What, you have it in front of you, Marner goal tonight? Feel a Marner goal tonight. You feeling a Marner goal? That's plus two hundo. Like that. All right. How about his, uh, what, 40-plus assists, uh, six straight seasons or something, uh, record, fastest, fastest in history you could for the Leafs? Sounds good to me. <laughs> beep, boop, beep, let me check it. Perfect. Yeah, confirmed. <laughs> little Marner love to end the show. Yeah. All right, our thanks to Bill Lindsay. Gord Stelectricity. And Mike Fuda, if you did not hear the Mike Fuda, uh, download the podcast. It's phenomenal. We have 600 watchers today oh, yeah. on YouTube. Well over. One more like button for us, please. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We're back tomorrow talking Leafs Carolina. Safe night, everybody.